Hey everybody, Damara West, founder of Be Well Beautiful Woman, where we help women to center joy and liberation so that they can live and lead lives on their own terms. And you have joined me for the Women's Liberation Summit. I have a real treat in store for you today with Dr. Avis. Um, but before I do her formal introduction and we get into her interview, make sure that you are following us at the letter Be Well Beautiful and check us out at BeWellBeautifulWoman.com if you have not already done that. So let me tell you a little bit about Dr. Avis. I had an opportunity to meet this powerhouse about four years ago during um, the Black Women's Roundtable in Washington, D.C., pre the pandemic. And I was really in awe of her, the way um, from how she dressed to how she commanded space to how she really liberated um, and exuded joy, right, in everything that she did. And there was this authenticity. And so when I thought about this vision for the summit, she was like one of the main people that I thought would be perfect for this platform. So I'm so excited to dig in, but let me tell you a little bit about her first. So Dr. Avis Jones DeWeaver is an award-winning author, international speaker, political commentator, and race and gender empowerment expert. As a serial entrepreneur, Dr. Avis serves as the founding president of the Washington, D.C. boutique consulting firm, Insight Unlimited, along with the Exceptional Leadership Institute and World Changers Media, LLC. Dr. Avis has had the honor of being the keynote speaker to President Obama's inaugural President of the United States Young African Leaders Summit and was a featured speaker before the World Bank. She also regularly conducts workshops and training on women's empowerment, political representation and power and entrepreneurial success on behalf of the U.S. embassies across the globe. Her distinct perspectives have been shared through a variety of media platforms, including TV One, PBS, CNN, C-SPAN, BET, BBC, NPR, Sirius XM Radio, The Washington Post, The Atlantic, Essence Magazine, Ebony Magazine, and many, many more. She also currently serves as a contributor to The Huffington Post, Black Enterprise, and NBC Black or BLK. Dr. Avis, thank you so much for being here today. Oh, it's my pleasure to be here. How are yes. you? Oh, I'm doing great. You look beautiful <laughs> as usual. Um, you know, I, as I said, you command space and you know that you just show up in the world as if you own it, which is what, of course, I want to inspire in all of us. And I know you're working to inspire that in all of us. Yep. You know, you really take dominion over the world in every space. And I feel that that epitomizes liberation. So I'm curious about how you got to this power position and what you do to stay grounded in it. Oh, wow. What an excellent question. I have to say, first of all, nice to be here, sister. I'm so happy to be here and so happy to participate in this particular summit because this word of liberation is powerful. And I'm so glad that you developed an entire summit around this concept. I think it's powerful, generally speaking, but I think it's powerful in particular for Black women. Mm -hmm. It's time for Black women to be liberated. Yeah. You know, and so to answer your question directly in terms of how I got to a space in my life, where I do feel completely unbound, untethered, free mm. in every sense of the word. Um, I have to sort of take it maybe back to my childhood. You know, I was one of those lucky people uh, that was born into a family that showed me nothing but love from day one, right? But I also was born into this family with very, very strong, let me say maternal <laughs> leads, okay? Even though my dad was obviously 
a huge influence on me. So I lived in a two parent home and all that, but we lived, my family lived with my grandmother growing up. Mm -hmm. And so I, in essence, had two moms in the house (laughs) as I was a little kid coming up and uh, two very strong black women Mm -hmm. who felt as if they had a right to um, take up as much space as they wanted in any environment. You know, I come from very strong, bold women who say what they mean and mean what they say and are not afraid to be opinionated, even if they know that raising that voice will not uh, be heard with a a level of acceptance by some people. Mm -hmm. And so that kind of created an environment for me in my very formative years where I understood that my feelings mattered, Mm -hmm. my opinions mattered. And it did not crush me if everybody didn't agree with me, right? It, yeah. it was, it, I really was given the freedom to be me from a very early age. And I think that over time and with life experience, um, that part of me has just grown bigger and bolder with each uh, succeeding year. Yeah. You know, you are, and you said it, you're so fortunate to um, have had the foundation that you did, not only um, from, you know, having your, your father in your life, but having these two strong women, um, the, the matriarch of your family that, that helped to shape you and a sense of yourself. And so many of us, unfortunately don't have those stories. Right. And so knowing that you're touching the lives of women every single day that are coming with their own unique identity stories that are shaping the extent to which they feel liberated and knowing that, you know, they, they didn't have the good fortune of having this kind of background. What, what do you have to say to those women? I say that know that your sister next to you does not have to be related to you in mm-hmm. order to be that sister that can help lift you right? That you can really find family in many forms Mm -hmm. does not necessarily mean bloodlines, right? It means that person that is there for you to show you the way to lift you up, to wipe your tears, to encourage you, to help you strategize and plot your next path. You know, I I am all about understanding that as Black women, we have to live up to that responsibility to not just be there in our own lives and for our own specific immediate families. We need to live up to the responsibility of making sure that we all win because I know that this world is full of abundance. It is enough for all of us to win. Mm -hmm. And we also understand that left to our own devices when we are sort of trying to figure it all out in isolation, there are institutional forces that makes it extremely difficult for us to get what we deserve. And because of that, we have to band together to help one another, to fight back against those institutional forces, but also to share that insider knowledge that we have to help the next person move forward in a much more expedited way. Each generation shouldn't have to try to figure it out on their own. Mm -hmm. And if they do, that's something that we're doing wrong to create that situation. So we have to be willing to share our knowledge, our experience, our networks, with our sisters as they're coming up. And I guarantee you, it's not a zero sum game. Mm. It's a way to make sure that we all win. You know, and you've said so much in that response, right? I mean, even using the term abundance, and we know that abundance is very much rooted in liberation. And and I think that what you're saying is, is that, look, it doesn't matter where you came from, um, that there are people out there that the source is has positioned 
to mm-hmm. help you on your journey, to get you to that power position. Um, and it doesn't really matter about your past or even the forces that sometimes work to impede our ability to see that we can live an abundant life to begin with. Um, and, and that's what makes your work, I think, so sacred, sacred. And you're really unapologetic about being in service of Black girls, of Black women. And even though I'm sure that your work has touched the lives of many, right, um, over the years, men and women, those who share your um, ethnic and racial identity and those who do not. But saying that this is who I was born to serve is yeah. something really powerful. And so when you think about that, how did, and, and of course you, you talked about it a little bit in your upbringing and having these two powerful black women that helped to guide you and allow you to be cultivated into your own power. Mm-hmm. Um, and so outside of that though, how did you know for sure that you were born to be in service of black women? Hmm. You know, for me, it, it, you know, it's very funny because I think that most of us really know in childhood where our heart is leading us. Yeah. Once you get out of that childhood phase and you begin to experience what the world calls failure, mm-hmm. I don't embrace that term, but what the word calls failure, what the world calls failure, once you have that first setback, once you have that first disappointment, once you have that first thing that happens that was completely counter to what you expected to happen. Okay. Mm-hmm. For a lot of us that cause us to us to dream smaller yes. and redirect towards what we believe is the face safest alternative. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. And the, you know, the, the problem with that is that we then deny our purpose. The thing that we know is our purpose yes. because oftentimes that is the harder path. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Be real about that. The purpose path is not the easy path. Yeah. Yeah. The purpose path is the harder path. The purpose path is likely the path that's going to um, re- require delayed gratification. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the purpose path is the path that's going to require oftentimes sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And when your peers are out here balling, you want to be there with them, but you don't know that they probably sacrificed their purpose to get there too. What looks like balling to you is actually them selling their souls and tethering themselves to a lifestyle that is requiring them to do something that they hate for 40 plus hours a week, living for the weekend, and maybe if they're lucky, two weeks out of the year. This is so good, right? Because, you know, when first, I love what you said about the discipline that it takes and that it it really is when we are aligned with our purpose and the reason why it's so hard on the surface is because not many people have traversed down this pathway. (laughs) And many people in our lives are saying, what? No. Like even sometimes when we come from those nurturing environments, it's like, oh, you want to do what? Like (laughs) how much money is going to be attached to that? And, and so in the beginning, you're right. Like it takes real tenacity to stay rooted in the vision and knowing that you don't know when your next paycheck is going to come and you don't, you know, but staying steadfast and this, because the reality is, is that in time we reap the rewards and that's the abundant mindset. And you talked about it too. I think we see abundance in a very narrow way, right? Like you said, we see somebody who's balling, who's, you know, living maybe in whatever home and driving this car and on the surface, everything looks really pretty, but what we don't know is what they've given up for that. Right. Mm -hmm. And, and, and if, if money is attached to it, 
we are really limiting all the ways in which we can live our lives abundantly, which is very much connected to joy and love. And that's often not really talked about, not in the way in which we, we think about success in a formal way. Exactly, exactly. And this is not to say that you can't have it all. Like yeah. I believe you can. You can live in line with your purpose. You can have joy in your life every day and have financial abundance. But what I'm saying is that is typically the, the longer path, right? That is the longer yeah. journey versus the shortcut that will give you that may, you know, here's the thing. Bottom line, a lot of us who do go to college, for example, we're at a very young age. We haven't experienced much of life yet, right? Mm -hmm. And we are sort of expected, we are not even sort of, we're expected to choose a major yeah. that is going to shape our career trajectory, typically at least for the next 10, 20, 30 plus years, perhaps, if we stay on that same path. You're making a decision at 17 years old, at 18 years old, that you are expected to remain true to for your entire working lifetime. Mm. And what, what I am suggesting is that what happens with a lot of people, they make those decisions, that decision, oftentimes based on what they think they will get financially. And then they get in those positions, they might be getting a financial reward, but only to find out they hate it. Mm -hmm. They can't stand their boss. They're bored to death but they're gonna trudge through because they want that retirement or they're gonna trudge through because they want that house or this particular car. Mm -hmm. And what I am saying is that oftentimes when your purpose, either if, it's, if it came to you as a child, that's wonderful. If it comes to you later in life, after you've experienced more of life and learn about things that you didn't even know about as a child, right? Yes. You have to have enough courage to say, I do not have to stay committed to a choice that I made as a child for the rest of my life. Yeah. I can decide to pivot in the direction that I believe is in line with where I'm supposed to go. And yeah. that to me is the purpose path. It might take you off that you know, financial gravy train for a little while, or you might have to save, sacrifice, take some of your savings, invest it into where you wanna go next. All of those things are oftentimes necessary around this, mm -hmm. but I am telling you the beautiful thing about making that shift, at least for me, as I have found it, it kind of relates to that old saying about entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. You have to be willing to live for a finite period of time, like most people want, so you can live the rest of your life like most people can't. Mm. Yeah. And you're just talking about, right, this exchange. It's short term for long term. Yes. And I think that we, we're going to pay a price for anything that we choose in life. The question becomes, what price do we want to pay? Do we want to yeah. pay the price that's going to bring us more joy and actually a lot more abundance financially? Because when we're in alignment with our purpose, right, everything begins to flow from that place. Yes. And you become a super attractor from that place. And I love what you said too about pivoting because this really um, feeds into this next question I have about this brand. You really built this um, aesthetically beautiful brand that is very consistent in your messaging. Um, and, and I recognize that there's probably been a lot of intention around that and there's been a lot of pivoting, but your brand, right? Your brand that you've been building has stayed intact. It, it's yeah. a, it's a strong brand within, within its own right. And that I'm sure you've been able to monetize in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. So, so my question is what's the secret to building uh, a powerful brand like yours and being able to really monetize on that brand? The biggest secret, and this is true for 
everyone who's within the sound of my voice, no matter what you do, if you're an entrepreneur, if you sell services, if you sell products, or even if you're on the career path and you just want to have various options and opportunities open up to you, if you want people chasing you and you want bidding wars to come to their company, it's really about establishing a personal brand that is true to who you are. Mm -hmm. I think the biggest fear that a lot of people have, or maybe not fear, mistake Mm -hmm. that a lot of people have who understand the importance of branding, but don't really understand how to do it is they find someone else who they like what they've done and they try to mimic it. Mm -hmm. That is the biggest mistake you can make. Okay. Why try to be like the Memorex version of somebody else when you can be the original version of you, right? And really embracing you unapologetically, boldly, proudly will create a level of energy that no one else can match because that's what nobody else can be you. And when you embrace yourself in that way, the people who you will attract will be attracted to you. Therefore, whatever you do, whatever you sell, whatever book you write, whatever speeches you give, whatever product you develop, they're going to be your fans to support it all, no matter what you choose to do. So the secret is embracing, loving yourself and amplifying it in a strategic way. Yeah. I love this. I I was just doing an interview and, and the individual is saying something similar about how the real power is the knowledge of self. And that's what you're saying, because so many times we have denied self and we have to really go back to, well, who were you before the world started to take away parts of your authentic identity. Mm -hmm. There's a returning back to that. Mm -hmm. And I just, it's, it's really powerful what you're saying. I I was also just having a conversation with a client of mine and who's also starting to work in the wellness space. And I says, sis, the world needs you. Like, yes, if, if I'm your muse, beautiful, beautiful. We're supposed to shed our light, but yes. allow it to land and permeate into your own light, yes. <laughs> you know? And so I, I love that because I'm assuming that you have found yourself in that situation as well, where, because you do embody so much liberation and freedom that people want to begin to be that. And it's like, well, hold on a minute. Only I can do this. There's only one Dr. Avis, right? (laughs) So I want to help you get to whoever you are and your optimal self, but there can really only be one of me. And from that place, I don't think that people can really be successful, not sustainably, right? Without a connection to authenticity. Absolutely. Because authenticity, authenticity is what attracts that is the method of attraction. Mm, like that's so in terms good. Of what I teach my um, clients, it's about, I'm not into chase marketing. Mm-hmm. Nobody loves the begging energy. Please, baby, baby, please energy. Okay, that's not what we're about, right? Um, what I teach them is attraction marketing. And the secret to that is embracing you, sharing mm. your beliefs, being boldly and authentically you and saying, I'm not going to be for everybody. And that's okay because I don't want everybody either, okay? I want the right people. I want my people. I want those people who vibe with my energy. Yeah. And when you your brand and comes in contact with those people, they will be attracted to you. That provides the best situation. And that's how you're gonna get to work with people that you absolutely enjoy 
working with. Hello. Hello. So they, Hello. No, Please no. say that again. <laughs> you can actually enjoy what you do, yes. right? When you attract yes. the right people, right? Mm-hmm. And attracting the right people happens when you are authentically you. That will vibe with people who have an energy that loves that, that respects that, that oftentimes has a similar energy in their space as well. And yeah. therefore, when you work together, magic happens. Mm, this is so good. I love what you said, attraction marketing, right? And this is where I know that it, one of the reasons why I'm so attracted to the way that you work with women and how you show up in the world is because you're getting to the heart of the matter. You're not just teaching people the mechanics, which is how we normally approach entrepreneurial skill sets. You're saying, look, let's build this foundation, right? Let's heal from some stuff. Let's get this mind right. And from that place, you can do all this other stuff. And of course, the mechanics matter, right? They matter because I know you teach people systems. Um, But you can teach people systems all day long. If they don't believe in themselves, they are always going to be shortchanged. Absolutely. If they don't believe in themselves, they're going to be shortchanged. If they market in a way where they are the memorex of somebody else, they're going to get people who are attracted to the other person and not really them. Mm. Because when you are acting like or trying to mimic something else, as you mentioned previously, it's not sustainable. Yeah. No, it's not sustainable. You need it, it, it's scary to show all of your, I mean, that means that if you're putting stuff out there that a number of people like vehemently disagree with, yeah, you're going to get criticized. That's okay. Yeah. Fine with me. I really don't care. I'm like at the age of (laughs) bring it. Okay. That's fine. You don't agree. That's fine. Don't hurt my feelings. No skin off my nose. Okay. But this is how I feel and I will embrace it. And then the people who feel that way are likely thinking, Somebody said it. Absolutely. Yes. And then guess what? That's what makes them attracted to you. That is the secret of really being authentically you and everything that you do. That is a key part of that attraction marketing system. Mm. That is so good. So this leads me to my next question, which is really about um, your desire to create Black woman millionaires. And I know you've got this new unveiling that's coming up, which I cannot wait to dive into. Um, And so, you know, before we talk about this new offering to help women to get there, talk to us about the heartbeat behind um, wanting to create as many Black woman millionaires as possible and some ways that we can start down that path way to create that for ourselves? Well, the reason why I wanted to do it is because of a pet peeve that I have and have had for years. Mm -hmm. Um, Before I started my business, I really for years worked in the think tank space in Washington, D.C. I was one of those policy researchers, like wonky people that would dig through all the statistics, write up reports, uh, do briefings on Capitol Hill for legislators, trying to ensure that we can create better laws to help quite frankly, Black people, Black families, Black women. Mm -hmm. And one of the uh, statistics that has bothered me the most over the years was the fact that Black women work more than any other women in this nation. Mm -hmm. We've had the highest force labor force participation rate of any women in America since they've been keeping those statistics. And obviously, we know that we work for 200 years for free, right? Mm -hmm. And so we work. Uh, What is disturbing to me and what has been disturbing to me for years is the fact that we have never had a history 
of being compensated anywhere near the level that is commiserate with what we give this nation through our labor, okay? Mm -hmm. uh, in fact, if you just, I don't wanna bore you, be a little um, statistic. Yeah, no, this is, this However, is, <laughs> please continue, this is powerful. <laughs> what, what is true is, you know, we know that we've all heard about the wage gap. What oftentimes is not talked about is the fact that black women suffer a double wage gap. Yeah. It's not just that we're part of that number uh, that makes only about 85 cents to the dollar what men make. When you look at what black women make, we only make about 65 cents to the dollar mm -hmm. of what white men make. And we make only about 76 cents to the dollar of what white women make. And so we have a double wage gap. We yeah. are so deeply underpaid that a black woman needs a PhD in order to earn uh, wages that are on par with a white male that has a GED. Mm. Let that sink in. Yes. You need yeah. a PhD to earn wages on par with a white male with a GED. And so after really years of that, seeing those statistics, not seeing it move, you know, I was inspired to do work that would sort of open up the doors of entrepreneurships to black women, because yeah. I believe ultimately uh, that we are never going to be paired, paid fairly in the workplace. Mm -hmm. And that the only way that we have a chance to be paid fairly is if we have the power to write our own checks. Mm -hmm. So really it's about not only having a business, but operating that business at a high level where we are paid what we deserve. And so that we understand that, yes, having a business is one thing, but having a seven-figure business, now we're talking about a legacy building business. Yes. Now it's about building the intergenerational wealth that we need so that each and every generation doesn't have to start from ground zero. Mm. So that really is the reason behind this work is so important to me because sisters, I have to tell you, not only do you, you know, not only can you have it all, my yeah. whole point is that you deserve it all and yeah. it's time to get it. Mm. This is really powerful. And, you know, of course, I've had an inkling of that, but to hear you articulate it this way and to package it based on the statistics and, you know, it's reminding me of something we talk about often. I know that this is reflected in your data in some shape or form about the number of um, black owned businesses that are ran by women that exist, right? It's growing mm -hmm. rapidly. And yet, yeah they're only paid on, on average $24,000 a year. Now that was, so when we both know, right, I'm in Michigan, you're in, you know, your cost of living, of course, is more than mine, but even in Michigan, you're making $24,000 a year as a single person, you could, you're probably scraping by you're as scraping. a single person. So yeah, yeah. Um, imagine what we already know, how can you sustain you can't sustain that over time so i yeah. love that you're saying nope you're better than that we're worthy of it it's past time and i'm going to give you everything you need to get you there mm -hmm. so how do we get there how do we get there sis <laughs> outside of just you know being in your company how do we get there sis well the main things are you need to price what you're worth uh, yeah. the biggest challenge that i see with all of my clients that i work with nine out of ten they aren't charging enough Okay. And so it's about getting their prices up to where it's supposed to be. Yeah. Uh, secondly, it's about making sure that enough people know about their business. It's as simple as that. If nobody knows about your business, you're not in business, or at least you won't yes. be for very long. So it's lifting up that visibility, which is why I focus a lot when I work with people on getting access to the media, getting on television, radio, podcasts, but also understanding how to properly leverage social media. Mm -hmm. Also understanding how to develop their own media platform in some way, if that's a podcast or, or something like, or a digital show, something like that. Mm -hmm. So on and so forth. 
And then it's also about learning how to sell. Yeah. Oftentimes I find that this right here, even if you got everything else right, this tends to be in many ways, the Achilles heel of many business owners, because especially for women, oftentimes mm -hmm. we feel uncomfortable selling. It's mm -hmm. almost like we see that is something we believe is something wrong with that. There's some sort of moral rejection. I think in our minds, we're thinking the worst, you know, stereotype of a used car salesman. Mm -hmm. And so it's really about understanding that for not only is there nothing wrong with selling, mm -hmm. it is a skill that you must have and you yeah. must master in order to stay in business and operate as a high level. Mm -hmm. And it's something also that is learnable, right? Just like you learn how to ride a bike, you can also learn how to sell. Okay. Yeah. And so it's understanding that you need to uh, invest in the training that you need in order to get those skill sets developed. Yes. Because once those skill sets are developed, you can eat off of those for a lifetime. I love that. Right. I mean, you're talking about the importance of investing in ourselves, you know, understanding where the gaps lie, getting those gaps filled so that we can be masterful in the ways that we need to be masterful. I mean, you're talking about like this. Um, this potent formula, right? Mindset plus the know-how. I'm gonna get. Yeah. I'm gonna get your mind right, and I'm gonna <laughs> give you all the skills you need to be able to execute that. And you know, for for people out there who who struggle with this, and let's say that, that people begin to charge what they're worth. Yeah. And you're starting to find that as your worth increases and you increase your price point, there's resistance that starts to happen. And some of that's happening with me yeah. right now. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and so what what advice do you have for folks like that who are like who are really embodying this and yet finding that there's some tension now once you read a, reach a certain point? And I'm sure some of that is because I am a black woman. Right. Yeah. Um, and. And some of it is just probably people's own mindsets around what we should be making in comparison to what they're making. I mean, I think there's so many things, that, right? That factor yeah. in. <laughs> yeah. How you have to be paid appropriately? Uh, right. I mean, girls. <laughs> don't don't I don't be mad that your salary is what it is. Like, don't be mad at that. No, no yeah. one ever comes out and says this, right? But it is yeah. a it's the thing that is playing out in the background. And so I'm just curious, what, what are your thoughts on that? No, I hear you. This, like I said, this is one of the first things that I work on with my clients and we work on it from the standpoint, some of them come in that have been charging and they have clients and they, uh, you know, we have the conversation about, for example, how do you raise prices with pre-existing clients, right? Mm -hmm. This is one of the parts of it that a lot of people are most afraid of because they're like, oh my God, I'll lose them if I raise my prices. And what I have found is that when they are provided the guidance on not only what to charge, but how to properly position and package what they do in a way that the value is very clear, okay? You can have those conversations and your business actually increases. Like mm -hmm. I've had clients who have tripled, quadrupled, um, 5X their prices and their revenue has gone up the sky, you know, up in the sky. Yeah. And what they found is that oftentimes when they're having these and they are very, you know, uncomfortable conversations, if somebody's been paying you one thing and now you're saying, okay, pay me twice as much, pay me three times as much. Sure. What a lot of them are finding is that when they have those conversations, because they have been giving good service, that's typically never a problem with us. We typically over deliver anyway, right? Very what ultimately cool. happens is that their clients say, well, you know, I would have paid you that in the first place had you mm. asked for it, yes. okay? Yeah. 
And here's the thing that I also want people to understand. When you are charging that much more, you actually need less clients to make more money. Yes. Oh, this is so, this is so good. Hello, (laughs) hello, and hello. This is so good because it debunks all of the traditional things that we've learned about what it means to be successful. I mean, of course you're taking in, of course you have taken the good parts, right? The systematizing, the skill building, um, but all these other things around liberation and freedom with our time and um, with our joy that opens the door as we're able to say, yes, I'm worthy of this. Like everything permeates from there. That's just, that's so beautiful. All right. So I want to make sure that we, um, so let's see, let's see. I want to make sure that we have time to talk about your, your offering. Cause that is so important. Yeah. And okay. So you did, you just developed something really big and yeah. your words, It is meant to celebrate and elevate every last ounce of Black girl badassery. Please give us the juice, the tea on this queen. Oh, I'm so excited. And I'm so excited to share it first to a fellow Black woman. So I'm Mm -hmm. so super excited to be here. Um, So this is what what we've created is something called the Exceptional Black Women Network. Mm-hmm. And this is an opportunity for Black women to come together across the spectrum. So yes, this is for entrepreneurs, but it's not only for entrepreneurs. Mm-hmm. This is for Black women who are in the career space and they're climbing that corporate ladder. This is for Black women who are uh, nonprofit leaders and they're doing work to give back to the community. Mm-hmm. These are for individuals that are social change agents. Uh, these are for young women at the very beginning of their careers or for women who are at that sort of high power, they're hitting that glass ceiling and they wanted to learn how to break through mm-hmm. all of that and beyond wherever you are in your career journey it's for you mm-hmm. but I also want people to know it's not just about careers it's yeah. about creating a holistic life that you love mm-hmm. so basically what this is it's a space where black women can come together support one another learn from one another elevate one another and yes celebrate one another so that we can really epitomize that saying lifting as we climb We'll be providing folks with fireside chats where you can learn from other exceptional Black women every month. Uh, We'll be having like a job bank in there. Uh, We'll be having opportunities for people to have sort of lunch and learn type of sessions. We'll be even creating little sister circles within specific professions so you can network with one another. We'll also have retreats, like the whole gamut. So uh, we're excited about creating a space just for Black women that can create that sort of interconnected ability for us to rise and make sure that everybody gets a chance to shine. So I'm super oh excited about that. It, this offering sounds amazing. And, you know, as you know, we'll have a link um, available so that people will be able to access this experience. Um, I know that we're longing for this and that's the whole reason why you're building it. And so I just want to commend you for um, taking that call to action to provide such a sacred space. Um, And I know that I will be engaging in that space in some shape or form because um, those spaces are still very much far and few between very much so. And there's, and we know there's nothing more powerful than community. Of course, when we, you know, I, I say often I'm a solo artist and even though I know you have a team. I feel like you are probably like a solo artist too. <laughs> As I mean, I'm a solo artist. And the reality is, is that solo artists need community. We need, yes. team. 
we need sisterhood. And, um, and you couldn't do the things that you do, right, without, and particularly the growth, without some backbone support, right, to help to carry that. Um, so that's so beautiful. So as we get ready to wrap up, Dr. Avis, what final words of inspiration do you have for the audience regarding liberation? Hmm. Liberation means, and I'm just going to say what it means to me, and I hope that you will be intentional about creating a life that reflects it is liberation means not having to feel as if you have to, uh, if, if you have to compromise on your heart's desires in order to align with someone else's vision of who they think you should be. That is so good. That is so good. Living your life to the fullest. And the reason why I like to say this thing about, you know, you can have it all. And I know it's something that a lot of people are told you can't. I believe you can when you understand that you get to design what your all looks like. You get to what your all, your all does not like to look like my all. And the whole point of liberation is designing your all and living it. Oh, that is so good, right? Because first and foremost, many people don't even think that they can design it, right? They think that life is just kind of happening to them. And- You know, and this idea again, that I, that yes, I mean, if, if we truly do have an abundant mindset, then we know there are no limits. There are no limits for, for any of us. And you live your life that way and you spread your light in that way. So, um, I'm just really delighted to have met you, to be in community with you. Um, and I can't wait until you unveil this new offering. It's going to be so deeply powerful for the world. Well, can I just say, can I just say in terms of unveiling it, we also have something that we're giving, we're giving away. In oh my gosh, please tell us everything about this giveaway. <laughs> So, you know, Love giveaways. <laughs> a couple years ago, I wrote this book, How Exceptional Black Women Lead. It just kind of created an underground movement of its own among Black women. It became an award-winning book. It got picked up by a Parisian publisher. It's been distributed all throughout Francophone Africa to great success. So women all over the world have received a lot of powerful information, insight from exceptional Black women in a variety of different fields. Mm-hmm. I am now offering a free giveaway of that book. Oh okay? my gosh. So- <laughs> That's huge, Dr. Is Avis. Huge. That I'm is not huge. Talking about, exactly. And I'm not talking about a little ebook. I'm not talking about the download. I mean, you will get the physical copy of the book for free. That what? You could go to Amazon and pay for it, or you get it from me for free. Which oh my gosh. So, so I just had to say like, this is deeply generous and what you have illuminated, right? So I cannot wait to read it. And I know so many people are going to be blessed by this book. And what you have just given us is the gift of abundance when it comes to giving it away. When we yes. give it away, it always comes back many times over. And even though I know that's not why you're doing it, I also know that you believe in the principles associated with abundance and you know a lot is coming back as a result. Absolutely. So yeah. you can go to exceptionalblackwomanfreebook.com. That's Exceptional Black Woman because I know that you're an exceptional Black woman. <laughs> exceptionalblackwomanfreebook.com. You get all the information about how you can get that book sent right to your house. And then if you'd like more information about the Exceptional Black Woman Network, you can find out there as well. And uh, we hope that in one way or the other, you get touched by the wisdom in that book and by the power of all the women that are embracing you via that book and or via the network. 
Oh, that's so beautiful. Dr. Avis, thank you again. You have really blessed us with so many nuggets. Um, I just, I value you in just a multitude of ways. So audience, you heard it here during the Women's Liberation Summit, where we are helping you to reclaim your authentic power so that you can live a life on your own terms. Until next time, beauties. Ashay.